just thanking you that every day is a new day with you. As Graham has touched on it as well there, Lord. Resolutions. And we recognise that each day is a gift from you. You are the sustainer of life. You have this ability, we use the word power, to hold planets. To have them orbit, to move. And so we pause for a moment to recognise that you are indeed are the sustainer of life and the giver of life. And as we come into a new year, Lord, we recognise, as, as said, that each day is a gift from you. But I wonder what your plans are for each of us in these coming days. I wonder what you would hope for, would like to see occurring in your life. A change, a shift, an improvement, a growth... Perhaps just consistency in something. And so whatever that might be, you, I don't know whether you've had enough time or over the last few weeks to contemplate, to think about that. But perhaps just to bring your life before God now, as we've already, already entered into a new year, just to bring your life, your family before God, you're moving into a new, new year of schooling, what that might bring for you. And just to lay it before God and just commit it to him. Commit these coming days, this year, whatever he might have to him and go, okay, God, I'm moving into this, but what are your plans for me in light of that? And so we thank you in advance, God, for what you will do, for your word has that promise written throughout it, Lord, that you know us by name, that you go ahead of us. And so we thank you, God, for how you will use us as we avail ourselves to your Holy Spirit, as we seek to tune ourselves more into what you would have for us in this coming year. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. How about we just um, greet one another, just a uh, person beside you or behind you, say, hey, I love the shoes that you're wearing this morning. They're great. All right? Love the shoes. Where did you get those from? Did you get those on sale? Great to have you here. Okay, a couple of announcements just to let you know what's happening for our regular River Lifers. Uh, again, welcome if you're visiting with us. If you're looking for a, a church family, this is it. Welcome. <laughs> it's great to have you here. Um, over January, doing a number of interviews, we do that each year just to get to know our church family a little bit more. Today, as mentioned before, uh, Peter and Galen are going to be coming up shortly and we'll be hearing from, from them. Did I hear somebody go, woo, then? Woo. Look at that. You've got a, you're a popular crowd. Um, 
And the next couple of weeks, uh, Juanita and Dave will be uh, interviewing Juanita next week. Danielle and I will be away in New Zealand. Um, just uh, attending a memorial service over there. And then the next couple of weeks, Graham and Barbara and Emily Eichmann as well. So that's what's happening over uh, January. Um, after that, in February, just giving you a heads up, it'll be on our website soon. Um, we are practicing a 21-day fast again. Not just again, but very important for us as a church family to see this. We've seen time and time and time again the power of God for us as a church in fasting together. And so can I encourage you, if you haven't considered fasting before, pick it up, give it a go. It's a spiritual discipline. It helps improve or grow you in spiritual formation. It's not meant to be a one-off event for a church, but something that is a regular part of your spiritual growth. But for us as a church in February, uh, we, do a, a, we offer a 21-day uh, fast, and we really break that up into three weeks of praying for ourselves and just coming before the Lord and asking the Lord, hey, Lord, what is it in me that we need to deal with? that we need to grow in or be consistent in or whatever that might be for us as a church family to pray for um, the opportunities we have to reach out into our community this year to see breakthrough in that and thirdly just for our broader community and the opportunities that we have to speak into other people's lives this year to make a difference in Jesus' name. And so join us in a 21-day fast in February if you can. We're going to be moving further and further into the um, idea of spiritual formation and the development of that, which is our, our next slide in March. And following, we want to lead the church in intentional spiritual growth. If I'm following Jesus... What does he call me? Who does he call me to be? And how does that unfold in my life? And so I want to do the things that Jesus did. And so we want to invite you into um, uh, the rest of the year in looking at spiritual formation for yourself. As Graham picked up on, small steps forward. Not necessarily huge steps, but small steps. Not to add into your life, but to perhaps say, what can I um, shave out of my life or just give a little bit more time to for the Lord to see what God might do? All right? Not to add, but to subtract in some ways and then to bring in an opportunity for God to do something more. So we'll be journeying through that um, and hearing from other people in the church who have practiced spiritual discipline or are in spiritual formation and they've seen the power of what God can do as they, um, as we've been hearing last year, wax on, wax off. Can't quite do that. How does that, that way? Anybody can tap and you know, you know what I mean anyway. And see what God does in the midst of it all as we practice being followers of Jesus. Christians. Christians, different to the rest of the world, marked by the name of Jesus. And so that's what we'll be, we'll be walking into. Why don't we, right at that point, I think that's, that's about it, why don't we welcome Peter and Gaylene up here as they come on up. There's another woo. Some mic for you guys. Gaylene, good to see you're keen. Peter, move it. Come on up. So 
welcome and thanks for rocking on up and being my, my guinea pigs. First question I have for you guys, your surname, how do you pronounce it? <laughs> okay, there you ask Peter. I think after 36 years you'd know yeah, how yeah, to pronounce it. Uh, Stramatus. And, and that's Lith Albanian, is it? No, no, Lithuanian. Lithuanian, okay. Yeah, so uh, just a um, bit of interesting history. My yeah. dad was on the first refugee ship arriving after the Second World War. Came here in 1947, so... Both my parents were uh, liberated from concentration camps. There you go. There you go. Did you know that? <laughs> Say that again. I didn't quite hear. Peter's mum spent some time in Auschwitz. Okay. Bit of history there then. Hey, a few stories. Um, Peter, you're in law, is that right? You, 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 no, I do. What with, do you actually I do? do? Can I you do, help right. us with that, with that? Apologies to the lawyers here. I deal with lawyers all the time. Oh, right. <laughs> I deal with accounts all the time. I, um, I uh, work for a large multinational and I do uh, mergers and acquisitions. So I buy, buy companies around the world. How long have you been doing that for? Uh, I came out of semi-retirement in COVID uh, to go back into the workforce doing that. So I've been with this company for three years, but I've been working internationally for many, many years. Okay. And you enjoy that line of work? That's uh, um, interesting. Yeah, well, it's long hours. But uh, yeah, I do, because I actually, a lot of these companies are um, founded by really interesting people. Um, and people that are willing to take, they have an idea, and they literally bet the house on it. And, and you see how they've, persevere and grow a successful business. And it's actually, they're really interesting people to talk to and, and you know, their ideas and just, you know, that tenacity and, and, and things, mm. like, things like that. It's quite, quite, I find that aspect really, really interesting. I could talk to you uh, for a while about that. I, I won't, but how you even see God in, the, in those moments. Gaylene, tell us a little bit about your family. How many kids do you have and... We have three children. Mm -hmm. Our daughter is 30. She's married to a, a man called Ben. Mm -hmm. They have a babe. Then we have a son called Ben. Very confusing. <laughs> he got married about six years ago to the lovely Georgia. And our younger son, Alex, and his wife actually just moved into their new unit in Brisbane. And they got married in March last year. Okay. And... How old is the youngest of your kids? Alex is 25. 25, okay. So, been parenting and growing kids for a, for a while, really. Yeah? Mm. Fantastic. What was it like for you guys to see the kids begin to move out of home and find their own lives and begin to, to grow? Was it an easy step for you? Um, look, I was really happy for our kids to be independent and our older two both left home at 22 that seemed to be the age that you stood on your own two feet. Um, so when Alex turned 22, we thought, oh, this could be the year. <laughs> but um, <laughs> he actually had a massive brain bleed. So that put his moving out of home on um, hold. Okay. Okay. I want to move a little bit into um, your Christian journey and, and faith. Where did that begin for both of you? Like, were you young? Were you... Yeah. Yep. Um, I became a Christian 45 years ago. Okay. I'm way older than that. 
Um, I don't know, I always believed in God. Um, I started going to church when I was about 12, and I wasn't entirely sure how you did it, but I knew that I needed to be obedient to God's call. So I got on my knees one night in my bedroom and asked, got into my life. Did you grow up in a Christian family? Did you? Well, not really. Um, from what I can gather, my father was a strong Christian, yeah. but he died when I was 13 days old. Mm. So that was the day my mum stopped going to church. And I have three older sisters, and none of us went to church while I was growing up. But the next sister up from me was going to church when I was 12. So I thought, oh, maybe I'll ask her to take me. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so who, who was it that I invited you to go to, go to church? Um, I made it, met a girl at school um, who I'd known off and on through my life. And really, it was kind of through her, I think that I decided I wanted to be a part of church. Can you remember back to those days? Like, what was it when you went along to church? It was obviously, it, I would assume, it, it was a positive experience? Was, what, what captivated you in that moment? Can you remember it all? Mm. Yeah, no, look, I, I was a bit all in. Mm. <laughs> when I decided to go to church, I thought, it's time to follow God. I started teaching Sunday school pretty much the next week. Wow. <laughs> I ran after school kids clubs. Yeah. Um, I just got super involved. And how did your mum go with all of that? Having seen your dad pass away and then saying enough of church and Look, then you're saying, hey, I'm, I'm heading down that Yeah, road. it was very interesting for mum because I think in actual fact she was quite cross at God. Mm. Um, and because my friends growing up a lot of them, their parents were still involved in the church that mum had been involved in because we lived in the same area. Mm. I think mum kind of had a bit of a hand on what was happening in people's lives in the church, even though we didn't go. Mm. And then I started going to church. She didn't really support that at first. But it was kind of her way of kind of getting back in touch with those people, I think. And when I got married, um, the next week one of my bridesmaids visited mum and said, how are you going? Because it's just been mum and me for years and years. And mum said, I'd like to go back to church. Wow. So my friend took her every week for about 10 or 15 years to the same church. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Great. That's awesome. Uh, that must have been lovely to see mum back connecting with, with churches. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Peter, what's your journey? Tell us um, how you came in touch with, with I Jesus. I became a... Oh, I became a Christian when I was going through university. Yeah. So um, certainly, again, invited along to church and really more home groups or, or study groups uh, by some friends. So through uh, through the course of uh, course of that. So um, yeah, that's you know, almost forty years ago. So, um, yeah, fair time. So it wasn't um, family at home? It wasn't No, so no. Um, so, golly, my parents would go to church Christmas and Easter. Yeah. You know, the Catholic Mass. Um, so Lithuanians are Catholic, uh, Latvians, which my mum's side are Lutherans. So, no, not, a, not from a church background uh, at all. Although... Um, the interesting thing, just talking uh, a parallel with Galene's mum. So my mum, who's you know, very old, she's in a Lutheran uh, home, 
she's really been connecting. And uh, I have to say, the, the, the pastor there, Pastor Tim from Dolby, uh, off the farm, um, fantastic. Whenever we go and visit, um, straight gospel preaching every Sunday. And you go, you know, it's really encouraging because it's never too late. And it's never the wrong time to preach uh, the gospel. Um, and, uh, and that's been really, actually really encouraging that, uh, you know, right at the end of life, mm. you know, she's certainly um, reconnecting wow. back. So that is really encouraging. And so in connecting for you at university, how did that take place? Did you just say, well, I'm just going to walk into a, a Bible study group? Or? No, no, no. I had some friends um, mm. attending uh, uh, churches, and so I went with them to mm. their various Bible study uh, groups and through that. So they said, hey, we're going to a Bible study. Do you want to come with us? Yeah, or? and I think, I, I think also, you know, at that age... You know, your late teens, etc. You, you you're searching and questioning, and that's a pretty typical thing in that in that period. You you're saying, well, you know, what's what's meaning, what's life, etc. So mm. it's it's part of that that as, aspect, and I think that's pretty common at that yeah. age. And it's good to then, you know, for me, it was fortunate that I, I was, you know, in that period and had Christian friends. You're looking for yeah. yeah, absolutely. So that was a while ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, since then, and this is a question for, for both of you, I'm just wondering with that journey um, in being followers of Jesus over that, that period of time, um, how you've seen um, the Spirit of God um, show up in your life? Or what, what, have there been moments where you've really gone, whoa, and sometimes it's not in the moment, you know, it's afterwards you go, whoa, God was there in that moment for me that was really powerful um it can be at, at, at any point throughout or it could be a number of different points yeah. I, I i would say um well um i was reflecting on that game we'll, we'll follow up on, on on a few other things so mm. i think um it's uh usually through you know the hardship and difficult times um and i think that's uh, a key thing when they, you know reflect Forty years plus, um, it, it's perseverance. You know the words that come to mind: perseverance. Uh, you know, run, run the good race, mm. the bedrock. It's all of those types of things because you know it's it's during the the, the low times, the hard times, um, that um, you know God's apparent, and maybe not in the actual time, but on reflection. Yeah, sure. Um, Although I would think, and we often think about it, of the missed car crash in Adelaide, that <laughs> you think, oh, I'll leave Galen to explain to that, because we still can't work out how that didn't occur. So, Tell us more. Um, every time we go back to Adelaide, we're from Adelaide, uh, we usually stay with friends or catch up with old friends. And one of my girlfriends mentioned, in our last visit, actually, um, the car accident that we almost had would have been about 987, I reckon. Peter was driving and we had a car full, me and my friends and Peter. <laughs> and he was turning right at traffic lights. And as he was turning right, a car came straight towards us. I, I think I closed my eyes. I don't know really what happened. <laughs> I think I was praying. Um, but somehow it missed us. Mm. And really, we, 
we should have been wiped out completely. The whole car, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Other moments for you, Galen, Peter, that you've seen? Well... Just God's hand in your family's life. I'm a bit of a fixer. I like to fix things. <laughs> I've yep. worked out after this much time, I actually am not capable of fixing much at all. Okay. <laughs> um, one of our biggest hard times, although they seem to get topped all the time, um, 2009, our middle son Ben was diagnosed with leukaemia and that was a huge road for him and for us. He had three years and four months of pretty much everyday chemotherapy, which I didn't know you could live through <laughs> and he nearly didn't. Um, but I sat with him in hospital for the first year pretty much every day and every day I used to say to God, whatever happens today, you've just got to help Ben and I get through this. Mm. And God just kept saying to me, trust and obey, that they were the words of that old hymn. And that's all really I could do, was just trust and obey. And um, praise the Lord, he lived. <laughs> but you know, um, Romans 8, 28 says, in all things, God works for good for those who love Christ Jesus. And for Ben, he said to me, mum, I was starting to doubt that God was real. He was 14. And he said, now that I've had leukaemia, and seeing the support of the church and the answers to prayer, mm. I know God is real. Mm. So that's pretty exciting. And also he found his life vocation. He's now a doctor. Took him a little while to get there. He became a pharmacist first, but he's a doctor. And that's his, his life mm. um, mission, I guess, purpose. Mm. Yeah. How are those years for you, Peter, and seeing your son struggle with that? Um, look, it's... Um, um, you know, at the time, it's a blur. I, I think uh, it's very hard to describe unless you've gone through a shared experience like that. A, um, a children's cancer ward is is a difficult place. Um, so, um, yeah, so Galen used to be with Ben during the weekdays and I'd have the other kids at home uh, and then we kind of do a bit of a swap on the, on, on the weekends. Um, so... Um, yeah, uh, heartbreak and encouragement through, um, uh, again, through that, that, uh, that whole cancer experience. And just talking about that, that cancer ward, you know, you'd think um, it, it is a very sad and terrible place, and yet it's also an encouraging place, if you can believe that. You've got the, the extremes. Um, it also gives you, uh, boy, a great sense of perspective. Uh, you know, and um, you know, for teenagers, you know, they worry about you know get, not getting the right iPhone case colour or something like that. You go really, and then you have a look at how positive those kids were and seizing every day um, in that um, in that cancer ward. Um, so, and and obviously the staff were just um, fan, fantastic, and and yeah. in in the children's cancer ward. Um, you have to volunteer. Um, you, they don't force people to work there. You, you, you volunteer uh, for that. So yeah, that's it. Was um, at times very, very confronting, but also it gives. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no greater sense of perspective mm. than uh, than that kind of um, environment. Confronting in what way? Oh. <laughs> There's 
you know, the saddest stories you'll ever see. Um, mm, okay. That's confronting. Yeah. Um, and, and then um, sense of perspective in terms of what's important, what isn't important. Um, sense of perspective in terms of the strength of the family. Sometimes um, cancer is one of those levelers. It doesn't discriminate uh, rich, poor, what race, any of that. Um, I used to, uh, and I think it happened a bit on the, on the week, especially on the weekends, there'd be some islander families that would have kids there. There's a sense of perspective when the islander family, families would descend on the ward and they'd do a big cook-up because uh, they have kitchen, kitchenettes. And then you see this, the, the importance of family, those bonds uh, and, and things like that. So that, that's really encouraging. So yeah. that's why I said it's a real mix um, in, okay. in, that, in that environment. So when you're talking about um, family connections, I suppose, and seeing the islanders coming in the way mm. they did, Gunley, you mentioned um, the church was a real support or Christians were a real support to you guys at that time. Well, what was happening there? What did you see? Um, well, every Tuesday and Friday, if I remember correctly, <laughs> food was delivered to our house and to the hospital. There was no food in the hospital for me, just for Ben, and he never really ate it anyway. It was... Mm. Chicken dinosaurs. I didn't know chicken came in the shape of dinosaurs. It was, um, yeah, not, not great. But, um, yeah, food came, and usually enough food came for myself and Ben to share with the other people we were in the ward with. So there was a lot of that going on. And then food came to the house, and that happened pretty much for nine months straight. Wow. And the medical staff noticed, and our doctor, after about a year or more, said, are those people still delivering that food, Galing? Mm. I said, oh, no, it was nine months. But that was an amazing thing to do. And as sick as Ben was, I didn't think he'd noticed, but he had. Yeah. Um, there was one or two occasions when I had to not be at hospital and we managed to find people from the church who came and sat with Ben. Um, and I think that was good all round, actually. I think it was nice for Ben to see someone else other than me. Mm. Um, yeah, so the church and the prayer... Um, well, yeah, it was amazing. But this food, people we didn't even know were coming to the house and oh. the hospital. And we basically got to know the whole church, really, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in that time. Um, yeah, and, and the social workers at the hospital were always wanting to help. And I just felt like they needed to help other people because we had our own yeah. support. We didn't really need them. That's awesome. That's great. And so, Ben, he was in his teen years. Yeah, he was 14. Yeah, okay. yeah and he stopped can okay. uh, chemo in year 12. Right, okay. And it was a year or more before he was out of hospital, is that right? Not really. <laughs> the okay. first year was pretty tough. He was mostly in, maybe he had a couple of nights at home. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next year he went on to um, oral chemotherapy, so a lot of that was done at home. But he had swine flu and other infections wow. and yeah. we often went back to hospital. Um, once a month, I think he had surgery, okay. so every month we were in hospital, and then eventually it became three monthly, so we were in hospital most weeks. Okay. <laughs> and so how many years was, has that been? Yeah, three, three, three nearly three and a half years, three and yeah. Half years. I bet you were in some sense relieved that, okay, we think this is behind us, or we've got to watch this, or be careful with it, and so on, and journey, and then Alex. Yes, <laughs> that was quite out of the blue. Um, we were actually up at our house here. How many years was it after? Um, 
Ben was 2009, Alex was 2021. Okay. We did have Peter's accident in the middle. Mm -hmm. That was also fairly full on. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Alex had just been at Beach Mission at Caloundra and he was back home in Brisbane. Um, he had a, a holiday job mm. and he came home from that and took off his bike helmet. He'd been riding and had a big headache. Mm. Didn't think he'd tell anyone about that. Thought it might be a migraine. Lost the ability to read, couldn't really see very well. <laughs> and it was two days later he told us. Mm. Yeah, it's a miracle, a miracle he's here. And what happened to, to Alex? Um, he had um, malformed blood vessels in his brain, which mm -hmm. ruptured. Okay. Yeah. And so then now Alex is in hospital. Um, and how long was Alex in there for? What happened to, to Alex? Um, initially, it was probably about a week, maybe, if I remember correctly. Um, I felt like it was a ticking time bomb because okay. we didn't really know what was going to happen next. Mm. Um, but with all the bleeding in his brain, uh, that's why he couldn't read and see and all kinds of other stuff. Mm. And as the days went on, he got all those abilities back pretty much. Okay. But the uh, neurosurgeon decided the best course of action was brain surgery to remove the malformed blood vessels. And they were very deep. Mm. So we didn't know what he'd be left with, really. Mm. Um, but it was in the language part of his brain, so we always had a hint that it was going to be reading, speech, mm. that kind of thing. Um, yeah, so eight weeks after the initial bleed, he had was it about nine hours surgery. It's huge. Mm. So, for many people, I mean, as you picked up on Peter, you know, um, cancer or illness can come to anybody random at, at any period of, of time. Um, I'm interested in, for you as believers, how, because a lot of people could get angry at those points in time and say, God, I've had enough. This is just not fair. Or... Um, God, where are you in this moment? I can't find you and whatever. And almost a sense of, well, I've been investing God in spiritual formation. I've been trying to grow. I've been trying to honour you and so on. Um, and almost like a prosperity doctrine in some ways of God, I'm doing this. And, you know, where are you in it? How, how did you work through all, all of that? Um, and perhaps even, uh, well, we're learning from, from you guys here about that journey and, and how difficult it is, but how you walk through it. Um, yeah, it's, it's actually interesting, I think. Um, um, do you remember the whole Toronto blessing when they came out? Sure. Yeah, and, and a little bit of that prosperity. Uh -huh. And we went to, uh, I remember going to, because we went, oh, let's go and see what about the Toronto blessing. I, I didn't have anything overtly negative to say about it, but I just went, you know, it was like everything was all going to be hunky-dory. Well, have a read of the Bible. Mm. Have a read of the whole Bible and find where everything's just hunky-dory. Um, it's about suffering and perseverance. Mm. Um, the Bible shows you that's that's the example there's no it's it's not about oh you know become a christian and you know everything's just going to be rosy it's become a christian and you've got hope to get you through those times of suffering and 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 
and, and hardship. So I think there's a, there's a perspective in terms of, well, what's your faith about? Mm. Faith is about um, sustaining you through inevitable periods of hardship. So I think that's the, that, that, that's the thing. I think you have to have a realisation that, you know, I, I, I haven't come across where life's just always fantastic. You know, there's good times, mm. but there's bad times. And, and, and the faith journey is really um, through those bad times. But that actually gives you the hope to endure and persevere themes right all the way through 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 the Bible, so yeah, yeah you know, I I just see that as you know that's been occurring. That's the story of of humankind yeah. as as you know from original sin. Um, so Have you found it difficult to trust at any point? Um, I I haven't personally. Yeah. Um, no, I haven't personally. You've been strong in that. Yeah. I, I haven't found it hard to trust, but I have argued with God about not putting us through more than we can cope with. <laughs> and a few times I've said to God, really, do you know something about us that we don't know? Mm. Um, but years ago I did pray for patience. And it, looking back over the last forever, since I've prayed that prayer, mm. I can see so many situations that have come up that have actually taught me patience. Mm. Um, and I, I never really was angry with God. Ben was never angry with God. Alex has never been angry with God. They both walk with him. I think that helps. Yeah. Alex was more than happy to go to die. Yeah. The morning he had his surgery, we didn't know what would happen. And he just said, I said, you know, I'll see you tonight, mate. And he's just like, he was so calm. Yeah, before a surgery like that, they usually give you all kinds of drugs to make you calm. But mm. he was just calm. Mm. Um, so I think knowing that my boys knew God was a big comfort um, through all of that. And, um, yeah, no, I never really questioned. I mean, it, it just happens. Like, okay. Yeah. And in these, I was going to say latter years, but <laughs> in these, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, in this current time, kids have grown up, moved on, um, established, um, how is your faith now? Like, what's, what's next in it all for, for you? Just briefly, yeah. What are you hoping that God might do or what do you sense that this Holy Spirit's leading you into, perhaps? Um, well, it's always been the same, really. Every year I say to God, whatever you want me to do this year, I'm up for it. Okay. So I'm currently seeking guidance on whether I teach yeah. um, at, a, at my old school in Newmarket mm -hmm. or whether I teach up here in a Christian school. Yeah. Um, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Years ago I was a chaplain, yeah. but that's not something I'm feeling called back to at the moment. Come on. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I just, I just seek God. Yeah. Um, I think as I mentioned before, you know, you, the more you reflect, and yes, you do get, you know, there is grey hairs, we know this, Tony, um, on just the Bible is very true in terms of life today as it was you know sure thousands of years ago and and you know and where I'm saying is that you know what do I look at in terms of reflect so maybe you get a bit more reflective as you get older um, 
and you go and say, I take great pride and joy that all of my kids walk with the Lord, mm. as do their partners. And you think about that, you know, you think about what the Bible teaches about what people in the second half of their lives, um, you know, reflect on. It's, it's the kids and, 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 the, and the family. So I go, well, yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot to be said uh, uh, about that. And, and then we uh, feel that, you know, we made a number of decisions, you know, for our kids and for our kids' faith. And, and, it's, uh, and I think, well, that's what you reflect on. What do I... Um, you know, um, get a, a a sense of comfort about is okay. is 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 their journey now, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's more reflecting on that than any of your you know work achievements or whatever. Yeah, you know, I've been around the world, worked in all kinds of different positions. Yeah, it's a job. Yeah, yeah. That that I find is really transient, where it's it's what the Bible teaches is more the permanent. Uh, things that I, I actually find, okay. um, I, I, I reflect and say, yeah, no, that's 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 spot on. So for a book that's thousands of years old, it's very relevant to today and for everyone's mm. life. Mm. Um, so that's what I find. I'm always. Yep. So I was just going to say, thinking back about being angry at God, I couldn't have done any of this without God. Mm. And a lot of my friends say, oh, you know, you're so strong, and I think. Yeah, no, no, I'm not. Yeah. In our weakness, he is strong. Yeah. And you asked before too about cancer. Look, it's basically torturing kids and you watch it. <laughs> um, but how can you do that without God? How can you do that without knowing he's got a greater plan or purpose? Mm-hmm. Um, his ways are higher than our ways. Yeah. 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 So in that sense, um, there's hope. Absolutely, God there's hope. God in your life and going, Lord, I really don't understand this. It's horrible. Um, but I'm so thankful that there's you in my life. Absolutely. Mm. I'm always, and we're just going to, to wrap up now, I'm always, I used to be scared. I still am sometimes about saying, God, you know, here am I, use me. Because <laughs> you never know what the journey is going to be like. And it's not to say that, oh, well, God brings cancer into a, a person's life or um, a brain hemorrhage into a person's life, but it's, it's still that sense of, God, I'm going to trust you no matter what. And I don't know what tomorrow may, may bring, but here I am, use me. And to hold on to that, that I don't know what's going to come. Um, but God, you know, I'm so glad that you're a part of my life, that Jesus is real. And that uh, you said that you will work through it all somehow or other, God, to bring about your plans and purposes, to bring glory to the kingdom of God as we trust you. Trust is a big thing, isn't it? It's a big thing that he calls us to do in those difficult times. Not in just the good times, but... And I'm sure we all have testimony about that. What's that old, old hymn? Trust and obey? What's the rest of it for... There's no other way than, than to be happy in Jesus and to trust and obey. Let's pray. Father God, we um, thank you in Jesus' name for um, Peter and Galen and their journey, Lord, and for um, who you have been to them and what you're continuing to do in and through their life and their family's life and the testament that they have, Lord, of the church standing up and 
um, being recognised in a hospital, in a community. And we walk together in community. You're not alone if you're part of a church family. We care for you. We'll go to great lengths to support and care for you, no matter what you're going through. Why? Because greater is he that is in you, that is in us, that is in me, than he that is in the world. And I recognise, Lord, that even people who don't ha- haven't found Jesus yet have support and family and friends around them, Lord. But there's something incredibly powerful about what, who you are, Jesus, and what you do in through your church community's life in supporting one another. And so we thank you, Lord, and thank you for Peter Gaylene and their journey so far and what you will and are continuing to do in and through them, Lord, in these coming days and coming years. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give Peter and Gaylene a little round of applause. Thanks so much for sharing, guys. I know that wasn't easy at times. You can see that. The guys are going to lead us in our final song this morning. Let's stand together and, and sing. Thank you.